right, nothing makes you appreciate a hot cup of coffee in the morning better than when you're sitting in a dry domicile <laughs> and it's cold and rainy outside. It makes you really appreciate that cup of coffee even more. Good morning, Dan. How are you doing? I'm outstanding. How are you? Yeah, I understand you're dry and warm. <laughs> yeah, it's been um, close to 80 degrees the last oh, couple of days. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm driving over right now, but if I uh, if I can get out of the mud, <laughs> this is uh, uh, Harrison, Arkansas, has been raining for the last uh, almost ten days in a row now. You know, we had two weeks of nothing but sub-zero temperatures. Now it finally went higher than sub-zero. It's above freezing finally, but now we had steady rain, so we can't catch a break. So one of these days it will be warm and sunny, like it should be in, in Arkansas, right? All right, right. Oh, right. Yeah. That's why you left Chicago, right? Uh, uh, well, no, whenever I leave Chicago, I bring the horrible weather with me. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, today we're going to start with uh, Isaiah chapter, uh, where are we, 28, 29? Uh, we were on 29. I, I was going to give a brief synopsis of what we covered last week uh -huh. in chapters okay. 27 and 28, and uh, we'll be picking it up with 29 today. But Okay. Um, Last week, we did chapter 27, which was the redemption of Israel. And in that day, uh, Yahweh is going to punish Leviathan, which we concluded was both speaking metaphorically, representing Satan and his governments, as well as a literal sea creature that could have very well existed in biblical times as well as today, because we really don't know what all is out in that sea. What well, you know what? Uh, they've found... Not living, but I think they actually have come across living what's called megalodon. I think that's what they call it, which is like a, a shark that's 10 times bigger than a great white, <laughs> right? 10 and, times bigger? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's, huge. Yeah, and it's called a megalodon. So apparently, yeah, I mean, we still have remnants of the dinosaur days. Right. On land and in the water, you know. It's just a... You know, some of these things that hide very well and stay away from humans, and the more they hide, stay away from us, the better. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah so, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And uh, there was uh, one of those uh, was a sea creature, right? It could be the Loch Ness monster. Who knows? You know. But uh, there, uh, and some of these squids, some of these squids, they don't, uh, they they can live a really long time. They don't die a natural death. They have to be killed by something. And they can, I think the same is true for sharks. They just continue living until they're killed by something else or have an injury. But uh, they don't, oh, wow. know, they, they apparently do not have, uh, what do we have a, a humans, uh, I forget the terminology, but your, your cells are programmed to die off at a certain time, okay? And so uh, part of the curse of uh, Genesis chapter 6 but other, not all animals uh, have that programming, and they they can just continue to live until somebody gobbles them up or they ha have an injury. And squid are like that too. I think octopuses also. They can just and they continue to grow in size, right? Mm -hmm. So that, giant squids are not uncommon. A real, I mean, squids that can grab hold of in old days a, a pirate ship, let's say, right, <laughs> and, and can uh, pull it under. It's amazing. The, the monsters that still exist, but uh, very, yeah. very few people have ever seen. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, we, we really don't know the extent of what's out in that ocean, no. do we? Yeah, and then if you take a look at the uh, movies of these uh, the submarines that go down under with a camera, they, they photograph uh, and videotape uh, creatures that nobody's ever seen before, right? So who knows mm -hmm. what's down at the bottom of the ocean? Uh, I don't want to go there. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah. And who are those guys? It was like a year ago they went down under in a in a submarine that was supposedly safe, and it imploded from the pressure. Yeah, yeah. They, they might have seen some very interesting stuff before they died. <laughs> they never came back up. All right. Yeah. Crazy, crazy stuff. Right? Uh, if you want to be an adventurer, don't go under. The, don't go twenty thousand leagues under the sea. You may not come back. All right. Yeah. Let's get into it. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, just giving that uh, brief rundown. That was chapter 27, where uh, Yahweh's going to punish Leviathan. And in that day, though, he's going to watch over what he calls his fruitful vineyard, which is Israel. 
who has right. been punished, not as her enemies were punished, but punished by being exiled from their land. Yeah. As a storm from the east. And that's how he always punishes our people, is by putting us in captivity to these other mm-hmm. nations. Yeah, and we are in captivity to the eighth beast as we yes. speak, the global empire of merchants, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's amazing, Dan, how few Judeo-Christian pastors have even an inkling that this is what's actually happening. They never talk about the evils of fractional reserve banking and how that right. system rules the world. They're utterly clueless. It's amazing. They are. Yeah. They really are. Mm-hmm. And um, But, you know, like we've talked many times, you know, we can we can blame Jews. They're certainly to blame. But really, in the long run, we have to look in the mirror at ourselves. Right. I mean, um, when we get punished as a nation, it's because of what we've done. You know, when we when we're in these captivities, it's because of what what we have done. So we can't we can't blame the Jew for everything. No, we when, can't. When, yeah. But we have know, fun doing it. Entire, <laughs> right. What's that? We have fun blaming the Jew, right? It's yeah, it's fun, but it's um yeah. To be totally honest, we have to look in the mirror at ourselves. Yeah, no, I, I don't look in the mirror anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a shameful experience, right? But uh, <laughs> what you're saying though kind of reminds me of one of the disputes between the non-seedline identity people and the seedliners, and the non-seedliners accuse us of blaming the devil for you know uh, uh, you know the, the evil things that we do no we don't do that just because we've preached that the devil seduced eve or a devil seduced eve doesn't mean we blame everything on that devil you know we, we take full responsibility for our actions it's the judeo christians who blame everything uh, well actually the jews blame everything on christians <laughs> right yeah so they have their excuse and the Judeos say, well, the law has been done away with. So they have their excuse. We, we don't teach any of that garbage, right? No. It's a totally different question from whether or not Eve produced Cain via a fallen angel or not. Totally different question. Unrelated. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've never heard a two-seed liner blame the devil for his or her actions. Never. Okay. That's a false accusation. All right. Back to you. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we were going to be um... – People were our people were ancestors were taken in captivity to the Assyrians and the Babylonians, and you know the list goes on and on, um, and that's always been our punishment. Chapter twenty-eight was judgment on the uh, what Yahweh called the drunkards of Ephraim by the sending of the Assyrian army against them, and this judgment also included judgment against the priests and the prophets, both of who misled the people. Now, boy, we see right. that happening yep. enough today, don't we? That's for sure. <laughs> and the question in, is asked in verse 9, why does he speak to us as little children? <laughs> just, just recently weaned by telling us everything over and over again. Um, but Yahweh tells um, he, he tells us this so we'll to get it through to us. He has right. to tell us this, these things over yeah. and over. The punishments have to keep coming over and over before people yeah. learn. The divine two-by-four <laughs> <laughs> yep. swats Just us in the head every so often, right? Yep. So um, he tells these scoffing rulers in Jerusalem also that, that they, they think they can cheat death and that they claim that the coming destruction won't affect them because they built refuge of lies and deception, but Yahweh says, um, because they don't rely on the stone in Zion, the cornerstone, or him, that the enemy will sweep through like a flood and trample them. Okay. By the way, have you been paying attention to Biden's uh, threats against Texas? I heard a little bit about that. I mean, I saw the, what's he saying now? The border wars, you know, because... uh, Biden sent, uh, I forget which, uh, some some troops, may, might have been even CIA, to cut the razor wire that Texas put up to prevent illegal aliens from crossing the border. And so Texas has threatened to uh, do battle against the Biden administration, and other states have joined Texas, at least in spirit, if not in actual fact, uh, against wow. the Biden administration. So, And Biden threatened them 
with uh, bombs. Wow. Yeah, can you believe it? Good <laughs> right? We will have another civil war one way or another. There's no doubt about that. So may- maybe we can add that to that chapter of Isaiah yeah. at the end, right? Wow. Uh, but uh, there will, uh, there, there probably is a prophecy regarding that civil war coming up in Isaiah because Isaiah covers so many aspects of Israelite society that, that it's not funny. All right. Okay, mm-hmm. back to you. This is uh, all, a lot of these prophecies uh, impinge upon our present time. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they can be dually fulfilled. That's for sure. It happened. Uh-huh. What happened in the past can can certainly happen again in the future. Yep. Yeah, and it's happening now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So anyway, to conclude here, verses in uh, chapter 28, verses 24 to 29, give an analogy to a farmer that knows what to do because Yahweh has given him this wisdom, and the farmer listens to Yahweh. So he plants right. his seed in the proper place, mm. and his his grain for bread is easily, easily crushed, so he doesn't keep pounding it and pulverizing it. And we should be like the farmer and mm-hmm. follow Yahweh's teaching so that we may also reap the harvest. No, so that's that... Old Testament stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, love... yeah. We're New Testament <laughs> Christians, right? The uh, law has but... been done away with, right? We don't right. have to follow those stupid laws. And, yeah, and... right. But the farmer is not taking Yahweh's advice. He's buying his uh, seed from Monsanto. Don't you know? Uh-huh. And, and not build. letting the ground rest every That's uh, right. Seven every seven years, we're supposed to let the ground rest, and nobody does that. Because why? Nope. Because we fertilize the ground with artificial fertilizers, right? No wonder everybody's sick. Mm-hmm. But we know more than Yahweh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, uh, the farmers get themselves in debt. Right, so they have to produce a bumper crop by borrowing or buying Monsanto seed, and we pay for it later. Right, mm-hmm. you got to pay for it one, either at the beginning or at the end. It's way better yeah. that to use natural fertilizer or let the land rest every seventh year. And you can rotate your. Uh, I don't think there's any prohibition against rotating your fields. Okay, but uh, I, I think in the days when that law was given. The average Israelite only had like one big field, right? They didn't have all kinds of fields scattered all over the place like farmers do today. But uh, again, you know, our people have fed the world with our harvests and nobody appreciates it. Nobody, especially not the Jews, (laughs) right? Okay. So that's where we are now. So we are heading to today, starting on chapter 29 of Isaiah. Yeah, we're heading to another round of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Chapter 29. Woe to Ariel, to Ariel, the city where David dwelt. Add ye year to year. Let them kill sacrifices. So what he's saying here is what sorrow awaits the city of Jerusalem, which is uh, what Ari- what he's referring to by Ariel. Okay, and, yeah, because um, I'm just looking year it up. Year after year, you, you, throw, you have your feasts, which aren't done out of sincerity, but just basically going through the motions. Right, right. I'm, I'm looking up the word Ariel, and it seems to be a, a metaphorical name for Jerusalem. It's not a literal place. Yeah. According, according to this definition. Okay. Yet I will distress Ariel, and there shall be heaviness and sorrow. That's us. And it shall be unto me as Ariel. Okay. Airheads. <laughs> yeah. A bunch of air, airhead Israel. There we go. Uh, California. Uh, airheads in California. But unfortunately, the liberalism has made airheads of our people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. No doubt. Yeah. Verse 3. And I will camp against thee round about, and will lay siege against thee with a mount. For I will, and I will raise forts against thee. Mm. So he's going to be building. We're going to have siege towers, right? And um, yeah, yeah, we will use others to punish us. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thou shalt be brought down, and shalt speak out of the ground. Ah. And thy speech okay. shall be low out of the dust, yeah. and thy voice shall be as one as of one that has a familiar spirit, out of the ground. And thy speech shall be whisper 
out of the dust. Sounds like a bad uh, horror movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. What was that movie where the the real estate people dug up a, a, a graveyard and all the all the spirits started haunting people? Uh, I forget the name of that movie, but anyway, yeah, right. And, and don't forget though that uh, Abel's blood cries out from the ground for vengeance. So we will have our day of vengeance, but on Yahweh's terms, not our terms. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Verse five. Moreover, the multitude of thy strangers shall be like small dust. Mm. And well, the multitude of the terrible ones shall be as chaff that passes away. Yea, it shall be at an instant, suddenly. Okay, uh, the word stranger here is from Zur, which mm-hmm. means uh, people other than Israelites, people other than Adamites. But uh, again, we're we're speaking figuratively here. This is all figurative, but nevertheless, uh, it does mean non-Adamites. Okay. But, well, what what has happened to our people? We have integrated with non-Adamites to our own demise. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah, I don't yeah, know what it's saying. Like. We're going to have many foes like fine mm-hmm. dust. Yeah, next here. door to us. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. that's happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, the people I know who do live in Texas say that Texas is its like Mexico now. There are so many Mexicans streaming across the border that mm-hmm. uh, they're probably all voting. So Texas better get its act together before they vote for a Mexican person to be governor of Texas. Yeah, for real. Mm-hmm. Verse 6, thou shalt be visited of Yahweh of hosts with thunder and with earthquake and great noise, with storm and tempest and the flame of devouring fire. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) We had two weeks of total below zero weather, and now after we finally got warmed up, but now it's raining every single day without let up. And so it's like been three weeks of really bad weather, but fortunately I'm dry and uh, got a hot cup of coffee, and I'm happy. <laughs> but All I can't, is well as long as, you, right. as long as you have your coffee, right? There you go. And <laughs> Yahweh, uh, but I need some relief. I can't take much more of this. Please. Okay. <laughs> beg you, beg you, beg you, beg you. Okay. Verse 7. And the multitude of all the nations that fight against Ariel, even all that fight against her and her munition, and that distress her, shall be as a dream of a night vision. Okay. Very good. I mean, yeah, this is end time stuff here. All the nations that have come against us will be like a, a wisp that never existed. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is definitely, you know, but of course, it's Israel's history as well as our future. You know, this is looking forward to the Day of Judgment, no doubt. It's both. It's, it's both historical right. and futuristic. That's so. right. Mm-hmm. Like a good metaphorical science fiction story should yep. be, right? <laughs> okay. You know, there's really no need to to watch TV to and movies to get um, mm-hmm. uh, to get right. entertainment. I mean, look at we're look at the times we're living in today. Yeah. You know, it's all right there in front of us if you just <laughs> if you pay attention. Pharmaceuticals. Well, actually, uh, because if you really want to have a, a good LSD type experience. Because uh, last night I did a show about uh, overcoming the, my health issues, in, including candida and my nasal congestion, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And one of the supplements I took was, uh, according to Doctor Artis, if you've got a spike protein, if you if you got infected with uh, COVID, uh, the best thing you can do is uh, chew. Uh, what what is it? The uh, Nicotine chiclets, okay? Uh, but I also tried the nicotine patch, okay? I had about four. When you buy a, a nicotine, a box of nicotine patches, there's seven to a box. But these are really potent. If you mm-hmm. want to have psychedelic dreams, put a nicotine <laughs> p- patch on. I put it on the inside of my wrist where there's very little hair because you got to tear it off and you tear your hair out when you do that. And uh, when you're done with it, and man, I tell you, the dreams, not quite nightmares, but very, very vivid dreams. So if you take a nicotine patch, beware. 
You're going to have some crazy dreams, and you'll probably wake up at 2 a.m. and you won't be able to go back to sleep. Okay, now just just if you take a nicotine patch, that's what it'll do to you. Okay, so I so did it work? Did it, it work worked. For you? It worked. Yeah, I got rid okay. of my candida. I got rid of my nasal infection. Uh, I don't itch all over because candida makes you itch all over, and uh, I'm back to back to normal. I can breathe again. You know? Good. Well, how long did it take before it worked for you? How many nights did you have to well, put that patch on? Well, I I just used the patch every so often. Oh, okay. But, but I, I took other supplements. I would say that the primary ingredient, and I'll put the show up right after we finish here, was uh, witch hazel, uh, a form of witch hazel, which uh, comes uh, from, you know, it's, it's not, uh, you can't buy it off the corner. It's a, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the word now, the uh, uh, homo- homeopathic. It's a homeopathic form of witch hazel which uh, attacks biofilms. Biofilms are clumps of bacteria, candida, you know, they form a skin around themselves so that all the nutrients you're trying to use to destroy, uh, you know, to the, uh, the disease aren't working because you have these patches of goo. <laughs> these mm-hmm. bacteria form patches of goo, hard to penetrate, to protect themselves from whatever you're trying to attack them with, Okay. And so until I found out about biofilms and how to break up biofilms, uh, all the remedies I was trying just weren't working, okay? <laughs> but, but once I found out about biofilms and started breaking up the biofilms, lo and behold, I was getting better and better and better, okay? So that's mm-hmm. what last night's show was about. I'll post it up this morning. So if you know, I'm really going to promote this because I'm, I'm sure a lot of our people are having trouble overcoming persistent infections chronic infections is probably one of the worst things you can deal with and uh, fortunately it wasn't fatal <laughs> in my case right uh-huh. so yeah but uh, i found out how to deal with it okay so i'm, I'm going to share this with the world okay and you don't Great. need yeah okay all right back have to you. you have you heard of or have maybe somebody in the chat room has heard of it. Has anyone heard of Kratom? K-R-A-T-O-M. Yeah, yeah I understand that's a, a version of, uh, of uh, what do you call it? Um, for pain marijuana. relief. Yeah, from pain relief. Yeah, a version of, uh, it's based on a marijuana product. Uh, is that... It's actually a member of the coffee. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, I can tell you, it works. It, mm-hmm. I like it. It has helped me with my, I've had back pain. And knee pain, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes that it'll it'll hurt. It hurts in the middle of the night. I wake up, but I take this before I go to bed, okay. and I don't feel anything. And, and it helps actually helps me sleep really yeah. well. Yeah, and, and you don't have uh, hallucinations. <laughs> no, no, no <laughs> hallucinations. Okay, very good. <laughs> All right. But you know, about seven years ago, the um, the government was trying to do away, make it illegal. You know, because oh, it's really? not illegal. You can buy it over the counter, and they were trying to make it illegal. Mm. And probably the reason why is because it's it's competition for right. the uh, for the pain meds that are That's out right. there. The That's right. Pharmaceutical companies, you know, it's competition yeah. for big pharma because it's cheap. It's cheaper than the than the you know stuff you buy get prescription. Yeah, and yeah. Um, you can get it over the counter. That is good stuff. It worked for me. Pharmaceuticals, great word, brother Aber. And then. Uh, during the show or after the show, uh, Brother Aber suggested iodine. I forgot to include iodine. You really should be supplementing with iodine as well because most people are iodine uh, deficient, okay? And uh, so, yeah, it doesn't take much. Just just make sure you, you don't go because iodine is tremendous for the immune system, okay? So I will definitely add that to the regimen. Uh, you know, cause I do have iodine in my medicine cabinet. And I just put a few drops in, you know, maybe once or twice a week. All right. But uh, if you're iodine deficient, it doesn't, it can't do you any harm. It really can't, you know, take a couple of drops in whatever drink you put in your tea and uh, it'll help you out. All right. Okay. That's so, interesting. I've never, I've never even thought about iodine before. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. 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 And I had forgotten about it and for, uh, forgot to include it in the regimen. But, you know, I, I, I overcame these problems. Without iodine and without other normal nutrients that I you know, ordinarily do take, I just forgot to include them in the regimen. So, uh, but you know, I'll f- finish that up and share it with everybody later today. Okay. All right. Back to you. 
Yeah. Okay, uh, let's get back into Isaiah here. We got, we're on verse 8. It shall even be as when a hungry man dreams, and behold, he eats, but he awakes and his soul is empty. Or as when a thirsty man dreams, and behold, he drinks, but he awakes, and behold, he's faint and his soul has appetite. So shall the multitude of all the nations be that fight against Mount Zion. Okay, so the, they will not be satisfied in the usual right. manner. You know, they'll either be, uh, there won't be any water, there won't be any food, right? And that's the plan. That's what Big Pharma is trying. They're going to starve us out. They're going to make us sick. They're going to use, they're going to throw the book at us, the book of uh, devils, devils, uh, uh, what incantations and drugs, right? Pharmaceuticals, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Verse 9. Stay yourselves and wonder. Cry ye out and cry. They are drunken, but not with wine. Mm. They stagger, but not with strong drink. Delusion. They're drunk delusion. with delusion. Yep. 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 Verse 10. For Yahweh has poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep and has mm. closed your eyes. And the prof- the prophets and your rulers, the seers, has he covered. Isn't that true? The, the entire world of Judeo-Christianity is blind. It's the blind yeah. leading the blind. Oh, I got yeah. I got to quote this in today's sermon. <laughs> Isaiah twenty nine ten. Oh, fantastic. Verse eleven. And the vision of all is become unto you as the words of a book that is sealed, which men deliver to one that is learned, saying, "Read this, I pray thee." And he says, "I cannot, for it is sealed." Yeah, he doesn't understand. He doesn't have the eyes he, to see, to understand exactly. what he's reading. Amazing. That. Yeah. Yahweh has closed his eyes. That's right. <clears throat> and the book is delivered to him that is not learned, saying, <laughs> read this, I pray thee. And he says, I am not learned. Wherefore, the Lord said, for as much as this people draw near me with their mouth <laughs> and with their lips do honor me, Hello? And their fear toward me is taught by precept of men. Okay, you dropped out in the middle of that verse. So why don't you repeat it, verse 13? Yeah. Uh, the verse, okay. Yeah. Uh, verse 13, wherefore the Lord said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips <clears throat> do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Okay, this is uh, repeated by Yahshua in the New Testament, almost verbatim. You know, you draw near me with their mouth, but their lips do, and honor me, but they are far, their hearts are far from me. Okay. That's and this precept of men means that they're just, the worship of, of Yahweh is nothing but man-made rules and, yeah. and traditions. Pharisaic. Pharisaical. What's that? The, the, it's Pharisaical. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they made up their own rules and they still do today. Yeah, they pretend to worship Yahweh, but they worship their own judgment, mm-hmm. their own rules, which they don't. They don't what does keep it those. say in the New Testament? <laughs> right. What does it say um, about um, we have become twofold the children of hell? Because All right, of... you're proselytes. Anybody who Prosel- converts, yeah. anybody who converts to Judaism, which is Judeo-Christians, right? Believe right. Jewish lies are twofold more the children of hell than the Jews themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. <clears throat> That's bad. That's really bad. So we're correct in saying we deserve it, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, at least those of us who who fail to obey his laws, right? Right. Yeah. There's really nothing more important you can do than to fo- try to follow his laws. I yeah. mean, we're gonna fail. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. we're all gonna fail. But to to not even try and to say that the law has been done away with is mm-hmm. just foolishness. That's right. Verse 14, therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder. For the wisdom of of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from Yahweh. Mm. Their works are in the dark, and they say, who sees us and who knows us? So 
Yahweh sees everything. You right. can't hide anything from him. And he can even read our minds. Yeah. So you're not going to fool him. You may right. fool other, other men, but you're not going to fool Yahweh. Yeah. So, but how long have the Jews fooled us by pretending to be Israel? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our people are fast asleep. Their eyes, even though their eyes are open, <laughs> they're sleepwalkers, right? Wouldn't Zombies. you say, though, that that has really accelerated just over the last, say, 100 years? Oh, for sure. Because the Jews have been thrown out of over 100 different countries throughout mm-hmm. their, throughout right. history. And yeah. it's only in, you know, this last probably, you know, like I said, 100 years or so that, you know, we have this basically this Jew worship that we have in the modern day churches. That's correct. That's correct. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's because uh, the Schofield Reference Bible and the plan of the Zionists to blind us with with Jewish reasoning rather than biblical reasoning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Verse 16. Surely your turning of things upside down shall be esteemed as the potter's clay. <laughs> For shall the work say of him that made it? He made me not. Or shall the thing framed say of him that framed it? He had no understanding. So what he's saying here is um, the, the the potter the vessel can't say to the to the person who formed it that he didn't make him. I mean the yeah right. Uh, well, Yahweh this, is the is the potter. Yeah, well <laughs> we this is yeah this is reversing because you know, we just talked about how <clears throat> some people blame the devil <laughs> for all the things they do wrong, right? And now. Mm-hmm. You say, well, Yahweh, you made a mistake. You shouldn't have made us like this, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. It's well, your I didn't fault. make. Yeah, yeah. It's it's God's fault. So it, there's a bunch of people who blame the devil, and a bunch of people who blame God, but, but very few of them blame themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a psychosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Verse seventeen. Is it not yet a very little while? And Lebanon shall be turned into a fruitful field, and the fruitful field shall be, shall be esteemed as a forest. And in that day shall the deaf hear the words of the book, and the eyes of the blind shall see out of obscurity and out of darkness. The meek, and this word meek just means humble, mm-hmm. also shall increase their joy in Yahweh. And the poor among men shall rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. Amen. For the terrible one is brought to naught, and the scorner is consumed, and all that watch for iniquity are cut off. That make a man an offender for a word, and lay a snare for him that reproves in the gate, and turn aside the just for a thing of naught. In other words, those who convict the innocent by false testimony are going to disappear. And a similar fate is going to yeah. await those who use trickery to pervert justice. Yeah. Well, and the Jews are outstanding at convicting people for saying a word, you know, like say like nigger or Jew. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they will, you know, drag you into court for, if you criticize a Jew, you will find yourself in court, even though there is no law against criticizing Jews, at least not in America. Right? But Anti-Semite. Just, there you go. They'll call you an anti-Semite and drag yeah. you into court for being an anti-Semite. But it's just a word, a meaningless mm-hmm. word, because they're not Shemitic anyway. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, I was going to say, most of the people who go around throwing that word around, even these Judeo-Christians, they don't even know what the word means. That's right. Yeah. They're just yeah. repeating. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Amen. I mean, it's propaganda. It's brainwashing. Propaganda. Exactly. Yeah. Brainwashing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse, 20, verse 22. <clears throat> Therefore, thus saith Yahweh, who redeemed Abraham, concerning the house of Jacob. Jacob shall not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. Mm. But when he sees his children, the work of my hands, in the midst of him, they shall sanctify my name, and sanctify the Holy One of Jacob, and shall fear the God of Israel. Now, here again, uh, the Bible is full of admonitions to worship Yahweh, worship his holy name. Yet, the Jews have taught us not to pronounce the name of Yahweh because it's supposedly too holy to be pronounced. 
And here again, the Judeo-Christian world follows Jewish teaching and not the mm -hmm. Bible. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's a form of idolatry. It sure it is. These, you know, what these Judeo-Christians are doing by listening to that garbage. That's right. Verse 24, to conclude, they also that erred in spirit shall come to understanding, and they that murmured shall learn doctrine. Okay. So when is this going to happen? <laughs> right? Uh, I think I'm kind of tired of waiting for this to happen. Yeah. But this is the same as Ezekiel 37, the, the uh, dead men's bones coming back to life. And mm -hmm. we see an inkling of that happening. More and more people are getting Jew-savvy, understanding that, uh, although they don't understand it in biblical terms, most of them, they do realize that the Jews are imposters. They're pretending, pretending to be God's chosen people, and they're really the most evil people on the face of the earth. All these demonstrations against Israel because of their treatment of the Palestinians in Gaza has awakened a lot of people. Okay. It really has. Yeah. I think I, I see a lot of people uh, snapping out of it and saying, Yeah, there you go. Snap out of know, it. <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? This, yeah. this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. You need a, a, a bucket full of cold water dumped over you. Okay. Mm -hmm. There you go. Okay. Chapter 30. Do not go down to Egypt. Woe to the rebellious children, saith Yahweh, that take counsel but not of me, and that cover with a covering, but not of my spirit, that they may add sin to sin. That walk down, that walk to go down into Egypt, and have not asked at my mouth to strengthen themselves in the strength of Pharaoh, and to trust in the shadow of Egypt. Therefore shall the strength of Pharaoh be your shame, and the trust in the shadow of Egypt your confusion. For his princes were at Zoan, and his ambassadors came to Hanes, both cities in Egypt. They were all ashamed of a people that could not profit them, nor be an help, nor profit, but a shame and also a reproach. The burden of the beasts of the south into the land of trouble and anguish, from whence come the young and old lion, the viper and fiery flying serpent. They will carry their riches upon the shoulders of young asses and their treasures upon the bunches of camels to a people that shall not profit them. Mm. <clears throat> For the Egyptians shall help in vain and to no purpose. Therefore have I cried concerning this. Their strength is to sit still. <laughs> so our people are going to try to, that was a big thing back in, in, in these days is relying on Egypt. Right. And, Yahweh did not want our people relying on Egypt. He wanted our people to rely on him. Right. And that was uh, the big mistake here is relying on Egypt. And, of course, this is true of all non-Israelite nations who are not to rely on anybody else besides right. him. Right, right. Okay. He is to be number one right. for us. <laughs> number <Yep>. one. <laughs> I never knew that song was about Yahweh. <laughs> Verse uh, 8, now go, write it before them in a table, and note it in a book, that it may be for the time to come forever and ever, that this is a rebellious people, mm. lying children, children that will not hear the law of Yahweh. Look at that, the law of Yahweh. There you go. Right there. Which say to the seers, see not. And to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things. Speak unto us smooth things, prophesy <laughs> deceits. In other words, don't tell us the truth. Tell us just pleasant things that make us feel good. Right. There was one of the founding fathers of this country who made a speech before Congress during the Constitutional Convention. He basically said, tell me the worst. I want to hear all the bad news. You know, don't hold back because if you hold back, I won't know. I won't have the correct information, right? But right. nobody wants to hear the bad news. They want right. to you know, pretend. Oh, everything's fine. Well, isn't that Christianity today? It is. Mm -hmm. That is spot on, Christian uh, Judeo Christianity today. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. 
And and that's why these prophets were hated so much, like that's Jeremiah right. and Isaiah, because yeah. they told the truth. And people, I, I mean, nothing changes. There's no new thing under the sun. People hated hearing the truth back then just as much as they hate hearing it. That's right. Today. I believe Isaiah was actually sawed in half by his own yep. people. Yeah, he Can was. You believe it? Can you believe it, folks? <laughs> All right. And that's our people doing this. That's this right, not Jews. Jews. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 11, get ye out of the way, turn aside out of the path, cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. In other words, we don't want to hear any more about yeah, this. Yeah, right. <laughs> we got better things to hear. We yeah. want to hear pleasant things. Yeah, we got, we got, we got uh, nations to conquer. We, we, want, we yeah. want Trump to defend us again. <laughs> now, you think there's a difference between Trump and Biden? Really? Uh, okay. No, not really. <laughs> No, there isn't. What okay. happened to the wall that he was going to build? Yeah, right? it never got he, built, did it? What happened to throwing Hillary in prison? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't believe any of this nonsense about uh, Gitmo. Who brought the vaccine in? Who brags about yeah. being the father of the vaccine? Yeah. Donald Trump. That's right. Uh, that's so, right. Yeah. How can you rely on a, a scumbag like that? Really? Right? Yeah. There's no difference. I mean, yeah. they both, there's really no difference between either one of them. They no. just go about it a different way. Amen. About okay. social, socialism in a different, in a slower or faster <laughs> way is really yeah, different. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I mean, they captured, the Jews captured the Democratic Party during the Wilson years, right? And uh, during the FDR years, they instituted the Communist Manifesto, <laughs> right? Uh, mm -hmm. By increasing the size of government you know, to a, a thousand times bigger than it's supposed to be. And uh, we got communism now, right? Uh, and uh, the Republicans held out until the mid-50s when they were finally taken over by the Jews. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're both the same. Same yeah. same circus, different clowns. Yeah, so. Slow communism versus quick communism. It, yeah, yeah. Verse 12. Wherefore, thus saith the Holy One of Israel, because you despise this word and trust in oppression and perverseness oh, and stay thereon, therefore this iniquity shall be to you as a breach ready to fall, mm -hmm. swelling out in a high wall, whose breaking comes suddenly at an instant. So it's going to be like a high wall, and it's cracked and bulging, and it's going to suddenly yep. collapse. In the yeah, instant. like a mine, a cave-in, yeah. right? Yep. And he shall break it as the breaking of the potter's vessel that is broken in pieces. <laughs> he shall not spare, so that there shall not be found in the bursting of it a shred to take fire from the hearth or to take water withal out of the pit. So you're going to be smashed like a piece of pottery and yeah. shattered so completely that there won't be a piece big enough to carry coals from a fireplace or a little right. water from the well. Now, they added the word withal to the KJV. Why? Mm -hmm. It doesn't add doesn't anything to it. doesn't need to be there, does it? No, no. no purpose for it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's a word we never use anymore either, <laughs> right? I mean, it makes just as much sense to say, or to take water out of the pit. There you go. Yeah. As yeah. it does to say, or to take water with all out of the pit. Totally unnecessary. Okay. Yeah. Verse 15. For thus saith Yahweh God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And you would not. But you said, no, for we will flee upon horses. Therefore shall you flee, and we will ride upon the swift. Therefore shall they pursue you, so shall they that pursue you be swift. One thousand shall flee at the rebuke of one. Mm. At the rebuke of five shall you flee, till you be left as a beacon upon the top of a mountain and as an ensign on a hill. So I guess the day is coming when those of us in Christian identity who are Jew savvy and believe in Yahweh's laws will, because uh, we are the, uh, how does Yahshua put it? You know, well, beacon on the hill, 
that, that beacon is a good word, but the light on the top of the hill, because the rest of the world is totally blind. Uh, with uh, mm-hmm. because well, what was Revelation twelve say twelve nine? There will be a beast that deceiveth the whole world except for the remnant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so one of these days again, even though it's pronouncing judgment upon Israel. There are glimmers of hope here <laughs> in chapters in both chapters twenty nine and thirty. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Verse eighteen. And therefore and therefore will Yahweh wait that he may be gracious unto you, and therefore will he be exalted, that he may have mercy upon you. For Yahweh is a God of judgment. Blessed are all they that wait yeah. for him. Yeah, and it could be good judgment or bad judgment. Right? Yep. Yep. Okay. For the people shall dwell in Zion at Jerusalem. Thou shalt weep no more. He will be very gracious unto thee at the voice of thy cry. When he shall hear it, he will answer thee. And it's not going to be the literal city of Jerusalem. This is prophetic Jerusalem. Prophetic Jerusalem. Okay. Verse 20. And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity... And the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner any more, but thine eyes shall see thy teachers. And thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it, when ye turn to the right hand, and when ye turn to the left. Ye shall, ye shall defile also the covering of thy graven images of silver, mm-hmm. and the ornament of thy molten images of gold. Thou shalt cast them away as a minstrous cloth. Thou shalt say unto it, get thee hence. So you're going um, to destroy all your idols, your silver idols and your gold idols. That brings up a, que- a kind of a question I have here. Is, um, you know, we hear a lot about the idol worship back in biblical times. And I wonder, did he... I wonder, I used to think that these gold and silver idols were like metaphorical for money, that people just like worship money. Well, but apparently they actually worship these these idols that they made, yeah. these these images. Yeah, they sure did. Yeah, well, that's paganism, right? The, yeah. They, they actually believe that the spirit of whatever God the idol represents actually dwells in the idol. Okay. And, oh, uh, I, okay. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's why they were worshiping the idol itself. That's right. Okay. I yeah. was I always thought it was just symbolic of maybe that was symbolic of money that the people just thought of nothing but money or well, you know, that too. Material uh, yeah. I'm sure the Pharisees knew that uh, there's no spirit in that idol, but uh you know, if if you worship that idol and you you give them your gold and silver to <laughs> <laughs> to to pr- pronounce you clean, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's how the Catholic Church got rich. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Verse 23. Then shall he give the rain of thy seed, that thou shalt sow the ground withal, and bread of the increase of the earth, and it shall be fat and plenteous. In that day... Shall thy, shall thy cattle feed in large pastures? The oxen likewise and the young asses that ear the ground shall eat clean provender, which has been winnowed with the shovel and with the fan. And there shall be upon every high mountain and upon every high hill rivers and streams of waters in the day of the great slaughter when the towers Ooh. fall. Wow. Okay. Moreover, the light of the moon shall be as the light of the sun, and the light of the sun shall be sevenfold, as the light of seven days, in the day that Yahweh binds up the breach of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. Mm-hmm. Behold, the name of Yahweh comes from far, burning with his anger, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation and his tongue as a devouring fire. Yeah, we're going to get a tongue lashing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And his breath as an overflowing stream shall reach to the midst of the neck, 
to sift the nations with the sieve of vanity. And there shall be a bridle in the jaws of the people, causing them to err. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, He's going to lift us up by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> uh-huh. And give us a tongue lashing, too. All right. You shall have a song, as in the night, when a holy solemnity is kept, and gladness of heart, as when one goes with a pipe to come into the mountain of Yahweh, to the mighty one of Israel. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it interesting how some animals, like dogs and cats, their skin is not attached to their body like our skin is, you know? Our skin... Unless you're very heavy set and you have folds of skin that aren't attached to your body, but uh, it's not. You know, you can pick a dog up or a cat up by the scruff of the neck, and uh, mm-hmm. their skin is not attached directly to that part of their body. But I guess it's atta- more attached to the legs, and maybe even to the underbelly. I'm not sure if that's that's the case either. But yeah, so uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we we don't have that. Uh, I don't. Th- there's no way you could pick me up by the scruff of the neck, <laughs> right? It's, it's attached right there, right? Yeah. And, uh, it's fascinating how some animals are like that. Yeah, because you see cats like a mo- uh, a mama oh, cat yeah. get kitten by the neck, you know, and carry it around. Yeah, yeah, without uh, without injuring it even, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Verse thirty, and Yahweh shall cause his glorious voice to be heard. And shall show the lighting down of his arm with the indignation of his anger and with the flame of a devouring fire, with scattering and tempest and hailstones. Okay. So we're going to know who Yahweh is yep. at that time. Well, be a repeat sure. of the uh, days of, of uh, you know, the, uh, when the Israelites left Egypt. You know, with all the storms, you know, you're going to have uh, hail, <laughs> fire, hail, lightning. Uh, but you know, since we'll be scattered all over the world, we won't have that cloud uh, 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 by day and fire by night to guide us in the right direction. We're just going to have to rely on him and his word, right, and his law. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, th- this is all figurative language for what's getting ready to happen to us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Verse 31. For through the voice of Yahweh shall the Assyrian be beaten down, which smote with a rod. So he's going to turn around and do to the Assyrians. Back then he did to the Assyrians what they did to our people. So, Right, yeah. And Brother Abar makes a good point about these idols, that uh, those idols were considered gods of the land, okay, the territory they lived in. And uh, when the Israelites were kicked out of the northern territory, Samaria, the people who moved in thought that Yahweh was a god of the land, okay, a local god, right? And we never think of Yahweh as a local god. He's the creator of the universe, right? Mm -hmm. So these Canaanites never even dreamed of such a god, right? They They were animists. They believed that those idols represented the local gods, and to the extent that they worshiped them as larger beings, it would be storm gods, gods of lightning, gods of thunder, that sort of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. They did not have a, their image of God was not as the creator of the universe, okay? The, a total animism, okay? Back to you. It it just amazes me that our ancestors would have worshipped these these <laughs> you know things. It just yeah. I, it dumbfounds me, really. I mean, when I think of an idol, I mean, I think of an idol can be really anything that you put ahead of Yahweh. It can be your, your job or your money or your hobbies or even a significant other or your children, anything that you put ahead of Yahweh. But I just don't think – I never think of like an inanimate object of, as worshiping an inanimate object. It just yeah. – so it's hard for me to, to picture our ancestors out there worshiping these yeah. – you know. Well, I can see worshiping money <laughs> in that sense, right? Because <laughs> it will yeah. buy you anything if you have plenty of it, right? Yeah. But then again, that draws you away from Yahweh too. You know, we're supposed to be mm-hmm. poor in spirit, which right. means, yeah, we're not to worship money and riches. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we only have about four minutes left. So yeah, let me, l- let me finish, finish this up here. Yeah. Uh, verse 32. 
and in every place where the grounded staff shall pass, which Yahweh shall lay upon him, it shall be with tabrets and harps, and in battles of shaking will he fight with it. So every stroke that Yahweh lays on them with uh, his punishment uh, will be to the music of timbrels and harps as he fights them in battle. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that kind of music. I know it. Yeah, yeah. For Tophet is ordained of old. Yea, Mm. for the king it is prepared. He has made it deep and large. The pile thereof is fire and much wood, and the breath the breath of Yahweh, like a stream of brimstone, does kindle it. Okay, so he's using the concept of the Tophet. The Tophet was the, for lack of a better term, cradle, uh, the the fire pit that the place of burning. Yeah, yeah, that they threw their living babies into as a sacrifice to these idols. Okay. Wow. So the whole earth is going to be turned into a Tophet. Whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, people. Well, you know, because uh, we have made idols of, well, we've made idols of the Jews, haven't we? <laughs> right? Yeah. And the prophecy is that they're going to burn. Okay. And this is something, this is something else that just makes me shake my head that our ancestors were out, were uh, throwing babies to the, uh, to the fire like that. That's just right. Amazes me. Right. Yeah. Well, the only difference between that and abortion is uh, we give them to the pharmaceuticals. <laughs> right? That's true. Yeah. Right. It's, it's really no different today, is it? We yeah. just um, it's just done a little differently. It's done differently and just as bad, just as evil. Mm-hmm. And yet our people do not see it. The Judeo-Christian pulpits don't see it. You know, and that's really disturbing. That there used to be fire and brimstone uh, sermons against abortion. I remember those days in the '60s and early '70s. But uh, now that our so-called preachers are towing the Jewish line, you don't hear any sermons about abortion anymore, mm-hmm. except in identity circles. Yeah. It's legalized murder. Is That's what right. It is. Legalized murder, absolutely. And then they, they make a profit from draining the blood out of the babies and selling their, uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, they actually sell the flesh to McDonald's to make hamburgers, right? But, uh, yeah, right. I I think that's happening, too. So, I mean, how much worse can it get? So we're we're ripe for judgment. Yeah. We are ripe for judgment. Okay. Good job. We're running out of time. So thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. Let judgment come. (laughs) All right. Okay, Brother Dan, take care. Yahweh bless. Yes, sir. See you next week. See you. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.